This is TJ Talks. Listen at your own risk. Because I'm just human and I'm tempted, and Christ sent some of the almost impossible standards for us, the Bible says, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Christ said, I tell you that anyone who looks on a woman with lust has in his heart already committed adultery. I've looked on a lot of women with lust. I've committed adultery in my heart many times. This is something that God recognizes that I will do and I have done, and God forgives me for it. But that doesn't mean that I condemn someone who not only looks upon a woman with lust, but who leaves his wife and shacks up with somebody out of wedlock. Christ says, don't consider yourself better than someone else because one guy screws a whole bunch of women while other, the other guy is loyal to his wife. The guy who's loyal to his wife ought not be condescending or proud because of the relative degree of sinfulness. Well, welcome to TJ Talks. I am your host, Judd. And I'm Teresa. And today on the podcast, we are talking about the one most important thing for February that we could possibly talk about, and that is lust. It's nice because it shoehorns in with our seven deadly sin theme. Indeed it And does. Valentine's Day. <laughs> Kabam, right? Kabam, that's right. So you were just reading something out of Playboy, you said, right? That's correct. Now, I, I want to try to guess who that is. Who yeah. would have said that? Is, that's not Hugh Hefner, is it? Oh, no. No. Is it? It's a celebrity. Oh, it's it's a pretty high level celebrity. He's a lister. A lister. So movies or no, music? Uh, neither. Politics, maybe. Politics. Oh, yeah. it's not Bill Clinton, is it? No. Oh, okay, but, I was going to say but, but he's the, the right party. But the right party. Democrat. Is he known for philandering? No. He's oh, known so for not Kennedy. He's known for not philandering. So I, a boring Democrat. I, I'll give you a hint. He was a submariner. Oh, wow. Uh, it's not Joe Biden or somebody boring like that, is it? No. Gosh. I don't know if I'm – is he a, like a politician right now? No. Oh, so back in the day. I, I'm surprised you don't know this. <sighs> lusted in his heart. He was the man who said he lusted in his heart. I don't know who it is. Jimmy Carter. Oh, you're kidding me! <laughs> yes, really? that was a quote. That was a quote, and from Playboy, from an excerpt, from an interview with uh, Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow, that takes on a whole new context, knowing that it was him. I know, doesn't it? Interesting. Talk about the most non-threatening man, right? Like not sexually threatening at all. Mm -hmm. How bizarre. And he's lusted in his heart after people many times. Women. Yes, him. yes. He has looked at women with lust in his heart. Okay. <laughs> Which, wow. If Jimmy Carter can own up to it, then we all have to own up to it, right? right? But, but I think he goes on to say that one sin is – there's no degree of sinfulness differentiation is what Jimmy Carter said. He said oh. that, that his sin is no worse or better than the guy who has an affair on his wife. What? That's, that's, what, he, that's what he says. Well, he says, he's an idiot to think that. Says, really? It doesn't, Come on. It, he says, but, I, it, but that doesn't mean that I contemn someone who doesn't uh, not only look upon a woman with lust, but also, you know, has an affair. So his sin of staring at somebody and lusting after them is, is the same as leaving his wife to shack up. I mean, like. That, that's what he says. He says. God's eyes is all the same. He I says, don't believe that. He, he says you shouldn't feel condescending or proud because of the relative degree of sinfulness. So I only send a little bit. Is not better than I send a whole lot? Like, at least I didn't leave my wife and do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I only robbed the bank a little bit, but not a lot. I don't know. I, 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 think, I only wanted know the money. I only wanted the money. I didn't actually take the money. Right. I don't know. Right? I like the fact that there's degrees in sin, that you can sin a little bit less than somebody else, and that it doesn't make you better, but less of a sinner at least, right? I, I, well, I, that's what I'm thinking. I, I just remember this was like a high-profile thing, and then that term, lusted in his heart, was such a profound phrase that from I was – From him. Yeah. That I felt it was very – Apropos for our podcast today, to start the discussion off about this deadly sin. 
Right. And, and you can lust for money and you can lust for ice cream, but that's not the kind of lust we're talking about. Don't <laughs> <laughs> lust for all those things, but this is not what we're talking about. We're well, talking about and down and dirty yeah. lust. And, and there's a movie, Wanderlust, I think that's out right now too, right? Right. Yes. Right. Not the same thing. Okay, so should we get the biblical stuff out of the way? You know, why Why not? Why, why is this a sin? I, I mean, what? we're not allowed to enjoy anything about our sexuality, right, according to the Bible. Mm, no, that's not true. Well, we're only supposed to enjoy it if we're procreating. No, that's not true either. I don't believe. Well, then why can't I get... You just, uh, you just aren't supposed pleasure. to do it with other people's spouses and stuff like that. That's all. I don't know, but don't you get the feeling that some of these Christians don't want you to do it at all with your own spouse? Well, I mean, that's, 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 I agree. I totally agree that there's different religions take have different takes on sexuality completely. Okay. I mean, I mean, you look at other faith groups and what they do to their women. You know, right, right. I mean, okay, so, so so why why does this become an issue in the Bible? What can you enlighten me with? Okay, well, um, here the etymology of the word says yeah. the word lust. Is similar to the Roman, the you know Latin room lustrum, which literally means purification. Okay. You took Latin. What's up with that? <laughs> I don't remember lustrum, that. Lustrum. I'm thinking might be a good stripper name for me, though. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, like I, I guess the word <laughs> illustration might come from that, right? That's <laughs> true. Know, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So lustrum. All right. There's Romans involved. That makes sense. Says sexual intercourse was one of a list of sins requiring lustration. Uh, another word uh, from Latin, which is lustratio. Or, oh. Yeah. Anyways, um, and then they go on and on talk about celibacy and blah blah blah. Uh, in the New Testament, it's occasionally uh, referred to throughout. Uh, let's see. It, you have heard it that it was uh, do not commit adultery, but I also tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed sin in his heart. That's from the Gospel of Matthew, which Jimmy Carter was quoting. Okay. Um, so I think there's that's kind of the the thing there, and Catholicism also has it. Uh, okay. Do they so all they all have it to some here on that? Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't stare at women and vice versa, but we're really gonna direct this conversation at this point about men to women, right? I mean, that's kind of the biblical term of it, because I don't think the Bible even cared that women had sexual feelings about people, uh, and you shouldn't lust after a woman just by looking at her badly. And I think that's true in a day-to-day normal setting. Like at work, you shouldn't run around lusting after people. But as human beings, we're sexual, so why can we never lust after each other? But, but the first first rule or law in the Bible is be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> How am I supposed to do that if I don't lust after something? Exactly. Or is it just supposed to be viewed as a duty? No, I don't think so. I think that it's uh, it, I guess that's the real question is what is, okay, well let's, let's, let's bring that right in. Lust versus love. Love. Dang it. On Valentine's oh. Day was yesterday and we're still stuck on that L O V E word versus the L E S T. Yeah. Are you in love or lust, right? So mm-hmm. can you say in your lifetime, have you ever had a relationship or been in a thing that it was just lusting, it really wasn't love, or no? Hmm. You know, well, okay, here's a great example. I have a lot of celebrity girlfriends. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm going to go with it. Sure. Um, yeah. Do uh, they know you are their boyfriend? Or do they... Yeah, yeah they're, they're under double secret probation as my okay. girlfriend. Okay. All right. All right. No. Yeah. Well, okay. But, I mean, the, really the point is, like, do I lust after celebrity women or do I just have, like, these, these attractions to them? I mean, where, where does it go from, you know, from one to another? You know, right. You know, I mean, you think of like the young, you know, 16 year old boys or whatever who are in their room with, well, I mean, heck, it doesn't matter. Any boys, <laughs> you know, a 40 year old boy, 40, 40 whatever. whatever, you know, whether you're looking at a Playboy magazine or you're, you know, looking, right. looking Sears at catalog, Sears catalog, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, is it, you know, is it lust or is it love? 
you know, I, I still think that with love, there's much more connections other than the physical. I think that, that lust is purely a physical desire. Okay, well, then let's talk about that. I, I saw something at askmen.com mm-hmm. about is it love or lust, and they've given this definition or this way to determine, okay? It's lust if, A, you're totally focused on her looks and body. So even before you know her name, you just spot her and you're already fantasizing about what she looks like naked. So that's pretty lustful. Mm-hmm. And then it's lust if you don't care anything about what she has to say, right? Like <laughs> she could be a nuclear physicist, but if she's got double D's and that's all you're looking at, then your lustful mind is taking over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's lust if you only want to be with her to have sex. So you don't really care about formulating a real relationship. So do you think you've ever fallen – you've ever said to someone, I love you in order to like bed them? No. You have more dating history than I do, so I'm asking you these points. No, no. I've never, I've never lied. You've never lied. No. Okay. No. Never, I never. I now, but no, – Well, not to, not, to, not to get a girl into, into bed. No, really? Yeah, never did. Okay. I guess that's good, although I wouldn't be surprised or disappointed if you had because but, I think I think a lot of men confuse lust with love. And that's not a bad thing. It just happens, right? I, women do too, but I'm talking about men right I've now. I've just been lucky to find desperate, horny women. <laughs> you don't have to lie to them. <laughs> that's, that's all. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. All right. Um, it's lust if she's your booty call. So if you go out one night and you can't get a – you know, girl on your own, mm-hmm. and then you have this girl that's on your speed dial one in the morning, then that's just lust, right? So, and then you, the last thing. You know, I don't know that that's true. What? Okay. Because I think if you got that situation going on, that sounds like a friends with benefits type of deal. Right. You have a relationship. You just don't know it. What you've just done is it's like an open relationship. Of, an of, undefined one. A, right? An undefined, open, yeah. non-committal thing that says that, you know, um, I may be busy. <laughs> but the thing is that that same girl had said to you, hey, do you want to go to the movies tonight at 9 o'clock in the evening? And you go, no, I'm going out with my friends. And then at 1 o'clock in the morning, you're calling her up just for sex? Uh, you know. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess that that would be kind of a crappy but but I, I still think, though, that that sounds to me like there's an element of this weird dynamics. I, I don't know. I've never had a friends with benefits relationship. So, All right. Well, then the last thing is if it, it's lust if you leave right after having sex. So after doing the deed, you're looking for your easiest way out. Like you just want out the door. You don't want to stay. What is that? They call that the coyote arm when you oh, yes. throw the off to leave the bedroom. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And you've never had any uh, person in your life that you're like, I got to move on or get out of here. Nothing? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now I believe you. Now you're being honest. All right. But it's love if you have great chemistry and you get lost in conversation and the hours pass like minutes. So that's love, right? And then it's love if you find her beautiful for more than just her body and you could see her flaws and overlook them. Um, it's love if you want to spend extra time with her. Yeah. You have a quizzical look on your face like you don't think so. <laughs> no. I, you know, I'm like just I'm, – I'm pondering all of these these. Um, situations that right, right. that I may have been in at one point or another. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was love and not lust, right? Wow. I'm, All like, right. Well, I'm like thinking back to high school. So if you are in, were, went to high school with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's love if you see a future together. Mm. You feel a, a strange feeling that your life would be empty without her. And you tell your fa- friends and family that she might be the one. So, Or if you begin to think about marrying her. I, I really think there's not enough credit given to men. And their whole, the whole responsibility of getting married is pretty much on their shoulders. Like, you know, women do not do the majority of the proposing in this country still. We mm-hmm. don't. And our marriages are not arranged anymore. So... Men have to burden that decision, that process, that planning all on their own. And I don't think enough credit is given to them and how much effort they put into that. Now, do people make bad proposals all the time? Of course. But I think that 
women don't appreciate how hard and long this guy probably thought about this before he got down on one knee and handed over a ring. So that's my opinion. I don't, you know. Well, of course, uh, some marriages are arranged through shotguns. So <laughs> true. And those. Okay, so that's and we're going to talk about that. That's the whole lustful based marriage, right? And a love based marriage is a little bit different. And I think, I think we have tones of both of those kinds of relationships uh, in one relationship, but one or the other is sort of doomed from the start, and the lustful one, I think, is doomed from the start. Well, we'll talk about that. I, I guess, okay, that, that okay, sounds so good. Let's finish this. It's love if you introduce her to your family, so you're not embarrassed about her and her double Ds. You want everyone you know to, to meet her. Um, it's love if you include her in all of your plans, so you're Friday night out with the guys. You're saying, hey, why don't you join us or meet us? Instead of making the 1 a.m. booty call, you're actually arranging to spend time with her, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's love if you're more romantic and all of a sudden you find yourself listening to cheesy romance songs and thinking of her. So when Air Supply comes on the radio, you're not turning turning the channel right away. You're listening to I'm All Out of Love, I'm So Lost Without You. And, you know, you're enjoying those songs. And And it's also love if you always take her side. Like if your friends start to pick on her. Or tell you something about her uh, and you don't like it, you'll defend her. And the last thing is it's love if she makes you want to be a better man. If she challenges and motivates you and she makes you happy, you'd do anything to make her happy. That's when you know it's love. Man, I I was just thinking of that movie. How many times have you confused love and lust? Which movie? Um, You know, the the one with the, the... Jack Nichol, uh, Nicholson, you know, where he where he uh, plays the the psycho who's trying to um, get it on with Helen Hunt. Oh, I'm thinking Psycho. That's the um, the, the Shining. But right. no, you're thinking about is is that as good as it gets? Yes, as good as yes. it gets. And he says to her, <laughs> "He's got the OCD." Yeah, he has OCD. He's he's, yeah. he's nuts, and uh, you know, and he's like, hey, "You you make me want to be." A better man. <laughs> right? It's true, right? I mean, I think I think whenever we find ourselves in real love, we feel that about the other person. Like, I want to be better for you. Mm-hmm. But I think women can have that feeling and it still be lust. Because I know that you can be motivated to want to look attractive and to be healthy and look healthy and vivacious because you're lusting after something, not necessarily because of love. I mean, it's true. It can be both, but I think women are guilty of that too. Hmm. Um, Okay. What else do you think about this? Like what, do you think people that are older versus younger are more tend, have more of a tendency to like, if you're older, you're looking for love. And when you're young, you're just looking for lust. Or do you think you not know, you don't know when you're young, what you're looking for? I think you don't have a clue what you're looking for when you're young. Right. You're, you're hoping, you're hoping just to like do anything. And then when you're older, you know, I think there's that motivation to, you know, it's, 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 it's life cycle, societal pressure management. We <laughs> wait, wait, life cycle, societal pressure management. Oh my gosh. That's quite a term. Did, I, I just made it up. I love it. Okay. I but, like it. But right. I mean, you, when you're 18 years old, 16 years old, you're pressured into the, the world of dating and guys and girls should, you know, have relationships and, and go through the period of awkwardness. And then if you missed out, you know, then you're a loser <laughs> and then you get to, out of high school and you're into college or whatever it is you're doing, or you got that job and maybe you might meet that girl somewhere in that 18 to 24 year old age. And you're you're supposed to, at that point, you're supposed to have a more, you know, serious relationship that should lead to something and then get married and have a baby. And, And then, you know, if you, chose to skip all that and go to, on to school and career, by the time you're th- in your 30s, then you're looking for a compatible partner for this lifelong journey because you may have already re- reached self-actuation. And so then you're hoping to find that different person if you're lucky. Right. Or you end up a spinster. 
<laughs> oh, it's all the women. Okay, spinster. Or, or, all right. or I don't okay. know. What's a guy, whatever the guy is. Uh, uh, They're just bachelors, oh. confirmed bachelors, which is not at all negatory. Cur- curmud- like spinster uh, cur- is, right? Cur- yes. Curmudgeon, old man. Old, Curmudgeon, old, yes. Old, old yes. fart, you know. <laughs> um, you know, who's, uh, th- there should be a, a term just like that for men. And, and for men, yes. Because there are plenty of those guys out there. Well, because if men choose, it's okay for men to choose to not get married. Like, it's okay for them to be bachelors because supposedly, evolutionarily, men are designed just to propagate and spread their seed, right? So they shouldn't really want to get married if you think about it because all they should want to do is spread their seed. They're just, Sorry, that's a- just be sperm donors, huh? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> but it's the women who are obligated to be married and settle down and create a home life and all this and that. Women are not allowed to want to be free in the same way that men are. So we all have lust and it's a hormone driven natural process specifically aimed at reproduction, right? It's get together, get it on, get that seed delivered. And it's really hard to fight it. And if your male inherent structure is to, do it and move on, and our female inherent structure is to do it and cling, there's going to be problems. Okay. Now, you had asked about people when they get older. Now, think about this. Women, you know, their reproductive cycles end at some age, like, what, 60 or 70? Something like that, right? Well, reproductively, probably (laughs) 40. I'm being nice. Okay. Oh, you're trying to be nice. I'm I was sorry. trying. To, I was trying to be nice. Okay. Uh, you know when when you're you know you know when, when okay. Anyway, so my whole point is that um, you're no longer having sex for the purpose of reproduction once you get older. And biblically speaking, because to take it a little bit back to that, the Bible knows that. The Bible was trying to get people to stay together for a lifetime, not for just enough time to have a family and then move on. I guess I don't understand why, though. Why? I've married a long time. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't understand the benefit of marriage, but it feels so constricting that I'm surprised that we have the 50% success rate that we do have. Well, I, I think, though, that you have to look at it at a time period that existed 2,000 years ago, which was all about property rights and a lot of other things that were going on. And they, and they had multiple, you know, they had concubines, they had the the spouse and then concubines potentially, or, I mean, there was a lot of other dynamics to relationships in in ancient times. In ancient times, I guess back in the day. Um, All right. So, so. Well, anyways, my whole point is, is that there's no possible way that sex for, uh, couples could be anything but um, uh, lustful or you know emo- have, have emotional satisfaction because uh, there's a point where reproduction is not a qualifying factor. So you can have recreational sex, absolutely, and that's fine, right? And we all should. That, that, we know that now, but the Bible wouldn't necessarily. You think the Bible would have advocated that thousands of years ago? I still am of the uh, well, of feeling that maybe. Okay. It didn't. Let me tell you a Bible story, because okay. I'm the guy with the Bible stories. <laughs> there, there was these, there was this couple in the Bible. You, you may have heard of them, Abraham and Sarah. A little bit. You, you might have heard. The, they're, they're like the founders of like all the modern religions, Christianity, Judaism, and, and Islam. Okay. And, and uh, so, you know, Abraham was childless. You know. Okay. And uh, and so the angels came down and talked to Abraham and Sarah and said, "You're going to have a kid." And Sarah said, ah, ha, 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 I'm way too old to have a kid. So apparently these two had been going at it for a long time because they weren't worried about having any kids. And then all of a sudden, magically, bam, she gets pregnant. Okay. And has a kid. That's Isaac. Okay. And uh, Isaac is Hebrew for laughter, in case you didn't know. The reason is, is because she laughed at the angels 
for saying that she was going to have a kid. Oh, good to know. Okay. It, so there's your Bible story. Uh, great name then. Okay, yeah, good. But, but she was supposed to be like 80, 90 years old when she had this baby. And Ouch. yeah, I know. And, you know, but that was, but my whole point though is that biblically speaking, they obviously must have been having awesome recreational sex. And the Bible punished them by giving them a child at that, 80 years That's old. right. Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody knows that that's the universe's punishment for trying to enjoy sex as well, children. <laughs> but then, then they realized how bad the kid was and was going to take him up to the mountain and kill him. That was the next story, right? Yikes. She, okay. God tells him, go kill your son. What? Yeah. Oh, Okay, I well, don't know anything about the Bible. We'll, we'll talk about that another day. But, uh, <laughs> but that's not one of the seven deadly sins. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so so um, ultimately, if you're young and lustful, and Abraham and Sarah were old and lustful, um, you're probably going to make bad choices, right? Like, yeah. like, do you think you're going to choose to be with the wrong people? Hmm. Well, I, you know, that's a good question. Because I think, I think you are. And I, well, I think statistically it's proven, especially if you try to get married at a young age, that's most likely not going to work out. So what is it like the divorce rate in the military is 80 to 90% for the young people who, who kind of fall in love. And it's sort of read that, you know, they fall in love with their first whatever. So that seems to be. And, and, I mean, we all do that to some extent, but I think in the military, there's a defined parameter of, you know, I may never see you again, so you better marry me now. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I had, you know, when I was on the submarine up in Washington State, met this girl. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> tugboat girl. Tugboat girl. Uh-oh. Yeah, she was a, a seaman on a tugboat. <laughs> and. Uh, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, And and we dated for a while up there, and then I went to sea, and then we. And before you left, did you give one of those speeches like "I may never come back"? Or no, no. I mean, you were sailing the dangerous waters of Alaska or whatever, right? It was. You know what was weird was that was the time of tailhook and all that sexual harassment stuff. And I had got called her a number of times and came to buy and stuff, and she like blew me off. Oh. And, and then I didn't know really what to do, and I was all freaked out that, you know, I'm going to get a phone call at my command, I'm going to get in trouble, because she's in the Navy, I'm in the Navy, and I just didn't want... Yeah, you weren't allowed to look at another woman, you right? know, Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want any trouble, and so I just let it alone, and then, of course, we're pulling it back into port, and she's up there throwing lines to the guys up topside, and I'm hearing, hey, did you see that girl on the tugboat? My God, she's a whore. Oh, and, uh, no! <laughs> she's like... Yeah, she's like sucking lollipops and flirting with every guy like she's going to, you know, it was like that lollipop was, uh, you know, a, uh, well, you know what I'm saying. Symbolic, It was yes. symbolic of uh, something else, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I knew who it was and they said her name. She said, oh, her name is blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah. yep. <laughs> but then, you know, you look back and you go, oh, I was there. Right. We, we, I, you know. You guys can have seconds. Oh, wow. So, just horrible. But very funny. Okay, so so you had those moments of, all right. So, okay, I guess we should talk about maybe how this, you fit under the light bulb here. Maybe we should talk about how this occurs in women's lives. Um, yeah. Okay, I think, you know, until maybe the last 40 years, let's say, since the 70s, women weren't supposed to enjoy sex, right? I think you're right because isn't that right? A woman could go to the doctor to get a prescribed orgasm. They didn't call it that. Which doctor is this? <laughs> is this on my PPO plan? Because what is this? Yes, they they would do they would do a, a massage. No. Yes. What? Oh, did did you not see that movie with Matthew Broderick? No, apparently not. What was that movie? And they go there and they are actually doing that there. It was called. It's with the Kellogg guy, and they were- oh the healthy yes yes I I know exactly what movie you're talking about yes when he's supposed to be uh, is it Arthur Kellogg or whatever yeah yeah because his his uh, okay so you could go and get a sensual massage and that was a trip to the doctor uh well they well they yeah, the road to Wellville that was the name the of the road movie. to Wellville that's right yes and in this movie no kidding. Um, the doctors told them that they were supposed to have sexual abstinence. 
So all the guys were not allowed to, you know, masturbate or anything. But then, at the same token, the women that are up there in this place, at the sanitarium or whatever it was, right. were, were actually getting orgasms <laughs> from the doctors. From the doctor. Yes. <laughs> and not expected to reciprocate? Right. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, shoot. That's a good plan. All right. I, I don't mind I that know. one. So, but uh, anyways, uh, Road to Wellville, if you want to see a very bent movie, that would be one to put on your list. Because they had all those twisted, yeah, they had those twisted ideas about stuff. And, you know, you masturbate and you're going to go blind or whatever. So that's, yeah. but, but for women, I think, you know, the sexual revolution hit, right? Mm-hmm. And we got birth control. And we still have it for a while, I guess, until they decide not to let us have it. And then uh, they just aren't going to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting because I don't know what other free stuff. Like that, the whole argument kind of makes me wondered why we don't have to have a copay for it. I mean, I appreciate that they want to give it to people for free, but I don't get anything else for free. Why would they do that? I, 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 th- I think it's all those unwanted babies that we don't want to pay for. No, and I'd rather pay for contraception than that. Please don't get me wrong, but I still think it's a little bit strange. Um, anyway, sorry. I'm all flustered by the doctors who give orgasms. Hold on. You'll, you'll have to check. And you know, the thing is, it's a true story. that It's based on a true story, I should say. Right, yeah. right. But now we can enjoy sex, right? And I, then, I think so. so. And, and in the evolution life cycle of a woman is you're a teenager and so you have all these hormones raging and then you're in your 20s and that's supposed to be your time to be a little bit wild and crazy and maybe you, like you said, settle down, have a kid and then all sexual desire just drains out of your body completely because you're exhausted and you don't want to think about your vagina or anything <laughs> attached to it. And then you get out of that phase and your children sleep finally and then you decide, oh yeah, I guess I am a sexual being again, right? Mm-hmm. So – Women are in this constant – it feels to me like they're in this constant state of flux. And so the whole cougar thing totally makes sense, especially now as I'm rapidly approaching and entering or entered that age. It's like, well, yeah, now I got stuff to do, right? Because it's very unlikely that I'll conceive a child. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and especially if I can find someone who's younger and, and all that. Who doesn't want to enjoy that, right? I think there's uh, – <laughs> Well, I, I guess, you know, and it's different when you hear it from a girl because for guys, I think guys sit in the back room and we talk about, you know, how's that one look? How's that one look? You know, that girl. You know? Right, 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 and, right. Yeah. And you're really, it's like the only thing that happens is that there there is an age break where it's too young because then the guys are going, that could be my daughter. For you, maybe, personally you, I don't think for the majority of men there's a too young. Really? Yeah. I mean, too young, like not adult aged is too young for anyone. Don't misunderstand me. But I think there's a lot of 40-year-old guys who look at an 18-year-old girl and think that's awesome, right? Like I don't think – You know, I, no, I don't think I don't so. Know. I think you're wrong because I could tell you the, at least the guys I work with, and we've had this conversation, it, I think at least in my – 40, 40 plus span, which goes between 40 and 50, the guys that I talk to, they don't want to see a girl under 25 from a standpoint of, they don't, they would never have some, I, I, they, it would have to be dramatic, I think, for something to happen. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm encouraged by this, although I don't know that I believe it, because what about the prevalence of the teen and, uh, you know, they look so young, websites and all that bullshit out there I, on I the I think may, that might be geared towards like a 30 crowd, 30 year old crowd. Okay. But, but I think as you get older, what you, this is what you find is that your ability to relate to somebody is also important for having the sexual lust. And, maybe, maybe, yeah. You know, and I would say that I'm just as turned on by women my own age, if not more so, because it's, you know, I, it, I and you know, that's the one weird thing, is because you, th- you t- we talk about these aged people, you ho- you're like, I mean, if you look at an old person, and when I say old person, I mean like, a, let's say yeah. an 85 or 90 year old. Say, define old, <laughs> yes. Let me define that. Yes. <laughs> Do you, can you imagine yourself going, I'd like to have sex with that 90-year-old? Okay, right. The girls that date Hugh Hefner. Right. No. Are, are you going like this? Hold on. Let, let me blow the dust off this person. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what it sounds like when they ejaculate. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm sorry. This whole podcast has gone downhill, but yes. No, okay. We're, this is going to be the most top-rated podcast yet. <laughs> so, so men, so women don't want to look at a 90, 80 to 90-year-old and have sex with them unless they have a really big wallet, right? Uh, like that, that's, that's what I'm thinking. And Anna, I think you're right. I think that's almost proven, right? Like science can almost <laughs> met that out. Right. I, mean, men, I mean, does money make hey, your penis bigger? <laughs> Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yes. Cho- 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 chocolate penises that shoot money. You saw that? <laughs> yes. That's the best Valentine gift ever. Um okay, so what you're saying like right now as a 40 something year old man that an 18 year old is too young for you, right? That cuz that's a 22 year time difference that you don't want to compensate mentally conversationally with someone. But if you were 60 and wanted to date a 25 year old, that's a substantially larger period of time. And you'd probably be okay with that. I I think the whole deal really comes to the breath of life that person has lived and is ready to jump into the big side of the pool. You're looking at it as if you're going to have a relationship with this person. I'm just talking about down and dirty, getting it on with somebody who's younger. Um, I, I think, though, that guys go through this – well, see, I don't have any kids, so it, maybe it's different for me. But I can tell you the guys who have kids, they don't want to look at guy, girls that look younger than their own kids. <sighs> they, 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 they are freaked out by it. Okay. At least, at least I think a larger majority of guys. But I could be wrong. I mean, for me uh, – I don't know. I, I was just, in Vegas this last weekend, and yeah. there were a lot of older guys – with significantly younger women. Mm-hmm. They can't all be hookers. I mean, a lot of them could be, mm-hmm. but not all of them. And so there's something going on there. And I think for the women's side of it, there's probably daddy issues and all kinds of other you know, psychological stuff going on for them to find that attractive or attractive enough to spread their legs for. I mean, I don't know what else you would say about that. But mm-hmm. – I- I don't know. I, I think I understand your experience is what it is. And as a man, you would have a better idea of what men think. But I do wonder, maybe because there are men and women, but I'm directing this comment towards men. There are so many men kind of stunted, right? Like they're emotionally stunted. And if so, that that would be why they'd want to date somebody younger because they don't need that companionship at that level. I, I don't know. I, I guess that's the other part is that if it's pure sex – then it probably doesn't matter that much. But as far as – if a guy wants to take a girl out and have a good time and there's going to be conversation and it's going to be more than just simple sex. Right. You want the girlfriend experience, right? The then, GFE. Then, then, then the 18-year-old is out. Is not going to do it. It ain't going to happen. Because every other word is going to be like and every – yeah. It's okay. Like, I mean, I want to believe you because I'm 40 and I want to think that if I was single, I could be viable, right? Like that would be awesome, but I I don't know. I I think that the women out there who are in their 40s are probably more viable than the guys in their 40s. You are a saint for saying that. All right. Okay. I appreciate that. Uh, And (laughs) I I think it's just because, uh, I don't know. Just seems to me that the guys um, have a different thing going on. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I agree. And so, when women date someone younger, or you know, choose to be out with someone younger, I think that's purely physical, don't you? I- you know, we've been talking about this cougar thing, right? And but I mean, in general, women are. Everything is we think is geared towards guys for lust and sexuality, and this is comes down to a Sex in America deal, where uh-huh. where we're talking about how uh, women are portrayed as objects of lust. They are dressed right. provocatively. They are idolized. You know, so much. I mean, some guys they do that too, but comparatively, on the whole, the vast majority of women are made to be objects of lust where I don't see... I mean, even Justin Bieber, who women go crazy over, apparently. Girls go crazy over. Oh, Let's girls. Make oh, okay. yeah, yes. Girls go crazy <laughs> over. But you don't see him naked, you know, with the, you know, with his belly button pierced and, you know, and all the, you know, all the kinds of things that they do to women. Right. Well, like the Super Bowl ad with David Beckham, right? It was the most controversial ad because... 
he was, you know, naked except for his skivvies, essentially, and his tattoos. Yeah. And that was showing too much. But what's her name? The Victoria's Secret supermodel can stand up there in less than nothing and wave a checkered flag to start a race car or whatever. And that's fine. I mean, we're just supposed to accept that that's okay. I mean, from a standpoint of the amount of fabric that covers a woman's body comparatively to a man, it's different, you know? I mean, you, you rarely see a Beckham-type thing. And, I mean, let's just face it. I know, unfortunately. Right? He has a great physique, right? Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, whatever. I, I'll take your word for it. Sure. It's, I'm, okay. I'm not you know, I mean, uh, that, but I mean, and, and, and then that's the other question is, see, men have not been marketed to to the point where guys go, I want to be and look like Beckham. You know, where you idolize and you go, my God, I wish I, I looked like that. I, w- I want to be this guy so I can get these girls. Yeah. Okay, what? And, what? And, what? Okay. G- g- Explain that again. I, Ga- maybe I guys guys aren't, aren't fed into their, their psyche that you have to look like the supermodel guy. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, in no, order to get the girl. Yeah, Gr- no, girls are fed... Is- don't eat any food forever and be as skinny as possible. If you have no boobs, go get some. Right. Uh, you know, makeup, learn how to put it on. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, yes. the, the, you have to create yourself and your image like a flowery bird. <laughs> Literally, you have to write juicy across the back of your ass, like some of those sweatpants say. No shit. To- yeah, yeah, to flaunt your fertility so you'll be attractive to men. I mean, that's what women have to do in theory. Well, and, and it's kind of like that uh, thing that been floating around, right? Without uh, without a woman, man is nothing, right? Without, I haven't heard or, this. Uh, or whatever it is. It, you okay. It's where the punctuation lies, where the comma is. No, I haven't seen yeah. this. Oh, we'll have to find it. Okay. Yeah. And so... Depends on your point of view that some women believe that if they don't have a man, they're worthless. Oh, sure. Yes. So that's part of the deal. Right. Where guys don't think that if I don't have a woman, I'm not going to make it in this world. Guys no, are, in fact, they're celebrated for being on the prowl and always available. And yeah. Well, you know, it's like that. I, I think I posted that overheard, you know, some guy was talking about how on Valentine's Day he was – Thinking about how being single, dreaming about being single would be like dreaming to win the lottery. (laughs) Imagine the possibilities. Imagine the possibilities. (laughs) There's a good joke about, honey, I pack pack your bags, I won the lottery. No, you're not staying. (laughs) You're out of here. Well, um, yeah, I think lusting after singlehood is a whole nother podcast topic we should probably have oh, yeah. <laughs> another time. <laughs> so tell me about girls and lust. This is what I'm, I, you know, all the guy listeners want to know, you know, what do women do when they look at guys? Do they really look and go, my God, I want to get myself some of that? I mean, are they think? what are they thinking? What do women think? Women think, okay, and I'm probably the wrong woman to ask this question because I, I haven't. I I do my own fair share of lusting. Don't get me wrong, but not in a way that's productive, at least. So, and I need to work on that. But anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna get right on that. Um, I think women lust after a lifestyle that a man can provide her. I think women lust after the prestige of being with a certain type of guy, be it that he's super attractive or super wealthy or maybe super smart. I would lust after, you know, someone who's super funny. I mean. Not that my husband isn't funny, but that's what I'm saying. That's what attracted me to him was his sense of humor and and all of that. Um, I think women lust after these sort of ethereal things and men lust after more physical attributes. Now, maybe younger women are starting to lust after more physical attributes as well because now we are being so sexualized so much younger with the hormones and the McNuggets and the TV commercials that we're all subjected to. Maybe that's a changing trend for women, but I still feel like we're only lusting to get into relationships and men are lusting just to have quantities of superficial relationships. So it doesn't make anybody bad. That's how we're wired. Really? So women really do not have a physical lust. 
Well, I'm sure we do. Yes, we do. Of course we do. And, and I certainly have felt it. But I think it's a driving force that makes you want to cohabitate and come together and form a couple, not just copulate and get out. Well, see, that, that's what we're talking about, though, with lust. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. women don't look at, and never, so most women don't ever really look at guys going, I just want a quickie. I just, I just want, wanna, I, I just want to fuck his brains out. You know, it ain't happening, huh? I, I think maybe that happens in our 40s. <laughs> 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 just, it, yeah, no, I think that, because yeah, it's easier to do now. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, especially if you're in a great relationship and you're a happy marriage and you're like, Oh, well I could just look at somebody and appreciate their physicality. And cause I don't want to, I don't want to marry that person. I've already got a marriage. Well, so I think it's easier to less for a physical way when you're older. I, I mean, it's kind of like that movie and I bring movies in because that something that maybe people can relate to, uh, eyes wide shut. It's been a long time since I've seen that, but yes, I the, do remember that. This is the movie with, um, our buddy, <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom Cruise, Tom, Tom Cruise and, and his real life at the time wife, um, Nicole Kidman. Nicole, yeah. Nicole Kidman, yes. And in the movie, she relates the story, and you don't really know if it really happened or not. If it, if she hey. just did it, said it in order just to get him so messed up in the head. But she talks about how she met a sailor. He was, uh-huh. was an officer it, in this hotel, and she took him up and just fucked his brains out. And, and, and every like moment, there's like a cut scene, and Nicole Kidman's lying on the bed, and there's a Navy guy just getting ready, going, taking off the uniform, and he's going to town. <laughs> right, right. You know, and it's like, and and, and it's yeah, bugging the crap out of Tom Cruise. That's right. right. Like, and, yeah. yeah, there are flashbacks in his head, going, "I'm just imagining she fucked around on me. I'm going to get me some." <laughs> and that's his motivation for going to the masquerade thing and yes. all that stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, and we don't ever really know if it's true what happened, or maybe he's got some weird cuckold fantasy that she was trying to help him live out, or I don't that, know. That could be too. I, who Which, knows? That is a whole interesting situation there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, women lust. I just think that their their motives are different for lusting. Mm-hmm. For the most part, you know, we like I said, we always paint in these wide generalities. There are individuals who definitely wouldn't fit that criteria. But speaking stereotypically in large groups, yeah, I think women do it differently. Well, totally different. So we, we we don't have to worry that women are thinking of us guys as sexual objects. Yeah, you're not pieces of meat to most of us. So you, you know, I think that's that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I think I'm going to change my viewpoint. From uh, I, now on, I'm going to measure everybody by how they look. Uh, I, you know, I think that if women did uh, treated men a little bit more superficially, that they would get farther in this world. <laughs> Just, you know, because... Please, women, stop taking us seriously. Well, okay? no, no, I don't mean it that not taking seriously, but I think that it would uh, lend less credibility to guys who do it. Because, wow. because I think more guys do that uh, subconsciously, just look at women as objects because they're just some, you know, it's like an accessory to your life. Right. You know, and if a woman's just an accessory, then she's an object. You know, you're objectified. You're, you know, it's it, the lust is just, you know, it's just you're there to provide services. You know, March 14th, right? <laughs> you are the third person to mention that. Holiday to me today, March 14th, and for those of you who don't know, will be steak and blowjob day, right? Oh my god, that is so funny. That, yeah, it's the Super Bowl and Valentine's Day all into one for boys or men. I'm sorry. Um, I, no, I, it's true. I, I can't believe Hallmark it. has not jumped on this bandwagon and given out cards with knee pads on them or something. I mean, I really think they're missing a huge marketing opportunity to and the beef industry. Hell, Texas should get behind this. If they can sue Oprah for saying she's not eating burgers, they ought to get full force behind this and get a ballot to make it a national holiday so that men get their red meat and their meat sucked all on the same day. Oh, my God. Trust me. It's on my calendar. I know. I bet it is. (laughs) Ladies. Oh, man. I got to get – yeah. I have a feeling that day is just going to go by for me. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, you got to put a reminder on her calendar. That's how you know. Yeah, it'll pop up on the iPhone. <laughs> ding, ding. <Yes. laughs> it's Steak and BJ Day. That's right. <laughs> well, and yes, what what the hell show are we going to talk about on March 14th? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Hey, we're going to talk about Lost on Martin. No. Uh, again, <laughs> right? Right. Oh, man. So, oh. all right. Okay. So we talked, well, okay. We talked all this Lust stuff, but what about, I guess, how does it relate to Valentine's Day? We didn't really bring that into the fold. So. Well, I think lusting after chocolate. I was guilty of that yesterday and I was glad to partake of chocolate. Um it's hard for me to have this conversation. I just came back from a fabulous weekend in Las Vegas. So mm-hmm. do with that what you will and know that there was a lot of lust going on there, right? That's good. It's a city of lust. It is, right? And sin. So it's a win-win situation for somebody there. Did you even... win? God, no. We didn't win anything. But that's not where I needed to get lucky. And I got lucky in all the right places. So it's okay. I can't ever win gambling, but I can win in other regards. So, yeah, Vegas go. is good for that. Nice. And it's good, it's good on Valentine's Day to let your hair down and enjoy those lustful aspects of ourselves, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and then, for food and chocolate and wine and champagne and pink stuff and frilly stuff and boys and all of that. Yeah, it's good. Lust for it. Very I don't cool. think it's a sin. I just don't. I, I think it adds to our humanity. And I think it goes back to the beginning of the podcast where we talk about Jimmy Carter. You know, if Jimmy Carter can admit that he's a guy and he looks at women and he goes, yeah, that girl's hot. She made me horny. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what yeah. he's saying. That's if what Jimmy he's... Carter can say that. Then, I mean, it's part of being the human experience. Because if, if we can't be lustful a little bit, then we're probably dead inside. I, I agree. That's what I think. So... The, the whole, long live lust. Long live lust, and and Valentine's Day is just where you focus your lust for well, for one person, I guess. Except for me, who gives out Valentine's cards to like it was like it was elementary school. <laughs> don't limit yourself, right? <laughs> don't don't limit Valentine's cards to one person. You, you can you can pretend it's elementary school all over again and just give them out. The Charlie well, Brown I, ones are pretty good, right? They are. <laughs> I think. Okay, so lusting and then flirting is a different thing. We should have a whole show on flirting. We should. What and we, what's we, good yeah. or not good about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's good. We'll put that on the put that on the list. Okay, it's on the <laughs> list. All right. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I think we've really hit it. We're, we're going to get in lots of good trouble for this podcast. It's I can a see big it one. now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let us know if you've lusted. Yes, we'd like to know. <laughs> or are currently lusting. We'd love to know that. <laughs> post, a link on, <laughs> post a link on our Facebook page. That's right. Hashtag lust. That's it. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I guess we're going to wrap it up here. So, for TJ Talks, I am Jed. And I'm Teresa. And we'll chat with you later. Lust at you later. you masturbate and you're going to go blind or whatever.